Yes, guys, and welcome back to the Only One Hotspur podcast. Uh, it's myself and Joe once again. Um, and Joe, we've had a, a busy week um, as, as Spurs, that is. Um, not taking our personal situations into account as well, because um, we could probably apply that to, to both of us as well. Um, obviously, three games uh, this week in, in seven days. Could have easily been four, but for the, the Leighton Orient um, postponement. Um, and obviously that's led to us getting a bye into the next round of the Carabao Cup. So we face Chelsea on Tuesday, but uh, I think there's only one place to start for us today, and that is the the Newcastle United game. Um, obviously the most the most recent one out of the th- out of the three that we've played. Um, you know what what are your overall thoughts on the game? Um, yeah. Um... Overall thoughts, I think we dominated. Um, we were really good. Um, I think you know, very you know, general really good performance. We hit the bar post. Um, Carl Darlow has had the game of his life. Probably never had a game like it. Probably never have it again. Um, but then again, does, does it really matter now? Like you know, the overall performance has just been outdone by an absolute stupid decision again. It's like. I, I generally like I'm, I've lost the word to describe football anymore. Well, it's not football. That's as simple as that. Like as I've said so many times before, the sport what we love is gone. It's gone. For a decision like that to be given, literally, he's less than a yard away from him. It's not even social distancing. It's like he's jumped. It's he's jumped up and he's like because. In anyone who knows anything about sport, so FA must not know anything, um, if you jump, you raise your arms to get elevation. Okay? And Carroll has jumped behind him. He has headed it onto his arm. What is Eric Dyer meant to do? What is he meant to do? Halfway up, just chop his arm off. Like, it's a joke. Like, what, what can he do? Like, but the thing is, is that it's not just with Tottenham either, I want to say. I've seen like the Crystal Palace one yesterday as well I was going mad about. Because even though it's not my team, I don't, you don't like to see it. You don't like to see it because it isn't football. Like the one yesterday, Dingye obviously headed it down to Joe Ward. And I tell you what, Joe Ward's reaction yesterday, which I won't go into too much about that one, but it's a good point, which is relevant. Joe Ward's reaction after, he wasn't even angry. He was just like, his face was just like, what am I going to do? Like, he just looked confused. Like, and I think that was the same with Eric Dyer. Like, I've, I had someone message me going, oh, I'm surprised Eric Dyer managed to keep his cool. But I'm, I, I'm not surprised at that. I'm like, because what, in your head, you're probably just thinking, well, what could I have actually done there to be different, to not give that away? There isn't anything. And... Um, Right, who was on commentary? Was it Jamie Carragher on commentary? Yeah, yeah Jamie Carragher on co-coms yeah. Sky today, yeah. Because um, I remember earlier on in the game, um, I think, was it Matt Ritchie went to play one across, and Matt Doherty went like that, hands behind his back. Yeah. And he went, oh, he went, I don't like seeing that, but I can't blame them anymore because of all the stupid handball decisions and everything. Then, look at, but he can't jump like that. He can't. In, but the thing is, is that technically we had a couple calls then. You know, that one, what they showed after, okay, well, if you've given that one, technically that is a handball well, if we're going by it. I don't care. And so, Joe, is, not- it, is it a case then of consistency? Because I know you mentioned the, the one on Joel Ward yesterday. I think there was one as well, Neil Morpé um, for, for Brighton, which then was subsequently given as a penalty for, for Manchester United, and that just seems to be a regular yeah. occurrence. Um, right. But... And then I think even Matt Doherty's one last week um, in the game against Southampton, obviously that's pinged up off of, off of his foot and then hit his arm. So is it a case I, of now consistency? Because you see, and, even, and again, as you mentioned, there was a couple of calls regarding Lascelles where it's hit his arm or, or what, you know, is it a case then, like I say, of consistency or perhaps the rule being changed completely? <laughs> Well, the rule's only just been changed, mate. So yeah, yeah. hopefully they can just rub it out or like, you know what I mean? The ink still might be fresh. It might just be able to smudge it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Tipex job, is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, just burn it. Um, the thing is, is, to be fair, out of the ones that you've just said, I don't, I, 
the more pay won was a penalty because I think there was enough distance between Maguire and more pay and more pay sort of jumped and then as he's headed it is he has then sort of raised his arm but the other ones weren't and that's the thing I didn't want a penalty from them the sales ones I'm not saying that at all but it's like you've given that against Dyer and it took him like I know they were checking the offside and everything but it took you just sort of knew though it's like it's going to be given isn't it and I don't I just don't get it like what what is it like but the thing is as well is ever since VAR's come in yeah I know technically this isn't VAR this is a rule VAR is meant to like come in and make everything not controversial it's been so much more controversial since VAR's come in everything has been more controversial okay but the thing is it's got to be some common sense it's got to be common sense like the referee's got to go over to the monitor, look at it and go, right, if Dyer was further away, then that is a penalty. But he's less than a yard away from him. He's not even, he can't even see the ball. He's just moved his arms up to elevate, no penalty. Dude, like, that's just common sense. The one yesterday, right, the ball's come in, Joel Ward's turn his body to then defend against Digne. Digne's headed it down onto his hand. Boom, common stop. Yeah, no penalty. It's just common sense. But the referees on 100 grand a week have got none. VAR, the people, it's just no common sense. It's all like they're brain dead or whatever. It's a joke. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm going to get known for having these rants about VAR, about all the rules and everything like that. But, I, if, but the thing is, it's true. Anyone who knows football knows that, that is not a penalty against Eric Dyer. No one who I know have actually gone, oh, that is a blatant penalty. They've all gone, that is shocking. People, everyone's used, shocking. All the pundits, that's shocking. I think Graeme Souness, who's an absolute idiot though, was saying, oh, well, technically it is though, isn't it? Well, you've got to think about how close he is. And I think, was it Michael Richards maybe said that, or mm-hmm. one of them said that, I think. And I'm like, yeah, he, um, I'm, I'm, as you can tell, it's just like, it, it angers me. It angers me. And the thing is, as soon as it happened, even before they went to like, show that they were looking at VAR, went, that's been given. You just knew it was. But the other thing as well, because obviously we had that scare a minute before, didn't we? And, and when we gave away that free kick I went they're going to get a penalty because that's the same thing's going to happen again Newcastle will get I reckon more penalties than most other teams because obviously that's if Andy Carroll's playing they aim for Andy Carroll at the back post because that's what he always does he goes to the back post person marking him a lot of the time it will end up hitting their arm or hand so it so they're going to get quite a few penalties so if Newcastle go win the league don't be surprised just because of an absolute stupid rule um, so Joe, just a quick one then on the on the awards of the free kick um, in the first place. In your eyes, was it a free kick? Was it not? Um, because you know I've I've had some mixed um, views on it already. Um, just by going on on social media, a lot of people saying that it wasn't, and then there's some that are are saying that it was. So so, what are your thoughts on on the free kick? Yeah, thank. Thank you for reminding me about that. I completely forgot about that until uh, obviously the main attraction is. What is Hoyberg going to do there? What is he going to do? He's literally stood there and gone, oh God, he's running out. Like, he, he can't. Like, he's literally passed it, given the ball away, and run into Hoyberg. Hoyberg's literally not moved. He's not gone to. Do you know what I mean? It's like. So how. Yeah, it's not exactly good, is it? You know, when you get in decisions like that and then it follows on to another decision like that. Um, you know what I mean? It might as well just just watch non-league football. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have any of this nonsense. Um, the, the thing is as well that I'm not, like, a lot of people are just going to fall out of love of it and then just going to go, I'm just going to go and watch um, like a non-league team. Like, I know people, obviously, around where we live, um, 
like Leighton Town has now become quite big. You know, they actually get quite a few down there for non-league clubs. Um, because, and the people I've spoken to, they go, well, I just don't like watching the big teams anymore because there's so much controversy. There's so many things. And I'm like, I actually see that. I actually see that myself. And I think when you actually go and watch a game like that, it's kind of refreshing because you can actually, you don't lose the emotion because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, even if you score, you don't know if that's going to be given. Um, and such like that. Like, I can feel with myself, I've lost the emotion because of you're constantly thinking, oh, is that actually going to be given? Is this going to happen? And, but if you go and watch a non-league game, you know they're not going to go over to a monitor and change it. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's, it's great. It, it, I generally wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people just think, oh, tell you what, I've had enough of this. Because obviously you can go and watch some non-league games as well now, can't you? Um, so people might just go there during all of this when Premier League grounds open again. Oh, people don't want to come anymore because they've enjoyed what they're watching. It's as simple as that. Like, I, I can actually see that. And to be honest, I, I'm, I'm very close to having enough as well. Because it's just every every time you're just like, why? And it, it, almost, it almost like sucks it out of you. Do you know what I mean? There's like any enthusiasm, any thing what you've got, any passion, it just comes out because you're like, because oh, that, would, that would have been a big win with all the games that we've got coming up and everything. Yes, it would have only been one nil. People are only just scraped through, but we did dominate. And you know, their keeper had a worldy. So I don't want to take anything away from their goal because fair play to him. He, he kept him in that game and he done really well. But you know, he's going to go. Out, he's going to go and have a game against whoever they're playing next and have a stinker. Let's face the facts. Like I just, I, yeah, I, I, I don't have anything more to say on that to be honest, um, because. As you can tell, I've just lost. It's just, it's just out of me now. Like it's generally just upsetting. Though I'm not even angry now. I'm just generally upset because it's like everything's just because you are you lose passion and emotion for football, just football in general. Not even Tottenham. Like, as I said, the Joe Ward one. That's not a penalty. It's just it's just football now. It's like obviously there's a game on later. Um, Wolves West Ham is it? Um, yeah. or someone like that I was going to watch that later I generally might not now I might just watch a little rubbish film do you know what I mean like I'd, but normally I'd be watching football but why if you're going to get things like that which ruin it and it's so stop start now yeah. what's the point <laughs> you know I don't want to sound like a negative I won't say that um, just Mr Negative let's put it um, got to keep it PG I've done well so far um, um, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, and I'm sure people will agree with me on this. And if people don't agree with me, go and watch American football or something like you don't even appreciate football, just get lost and do one. Um, but yeah, pass it on to you because, uh, yeah, I'm not happy and uh, I might have a little cry. Um, I actually thought, um, our overall performance um, today was probably one of the best that we've had under Mourinho, in my yeah. personal opinion. I thought but it's we all been to... overshadowed. It's all yeah, been overshadowed. Yeah, but I just think, you know, before the, the penalty decision, I thought we were excellent. Restricted Newcastle to very little. I know they sat in and, and, and whatnot um, and tried to make life difficult for us. But I felt, and I think that's, this is probably where the Tottenham team under Pochettino, say in the last 18 months, two years, to the the performance today differs. Um, and we could even look at, you know, both Newcastle games as a direct comparison at, at home. Um, because last season we, we could not break them down. We struggled massively um, when they sat in and, and parked 11 men behind the ball. But today... We were, we were good. We were looking to, to break them down, whether that was playing in between the lines of Newcastle or going down the outside. Um, I thought that the wingers looked to threat, although their final ball wasn't the greatest. Um, I think that's fair to say. Um, you know, the, that, that end product wasn't always there. Um, the amount of chances we created, I think, um, you know, I think 
um, the legend that is Michael Dawson said at, at half time and, and even at full time, you know, that, that the game should have been out of sight. And yeah, all right, we can look at that that penalty decision and, and whatnot, but I have to I have to say I do I do agree with Dawson. I think, you know, we, we had the 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 opportunities to kill the game and I just think we didn't uh, we didn't take those opportunities. Um, a little bit similar again to, to midweek um, because we created a lot um, without converting um, and, and it was only until the likes of Kane um, and, and Lo Celso, I think, that, that came on midweek that, that really mm. changed the game. Um, look, that I, I'm of the opinion, and this may be an unpopular one, but I think it's a free kick um, because I don't, I don't understand what Hoiberg is trying to do with the state of the game. So taking the state of the game into consideration, like Hoiberg has seen Joel Linton play the pass. So he's tried, what Hoiberg's tried to do is be clever and streetwise and try and win a free kick for us by standing his ground. But actually Hoiberg doesn't even look at the ball either. So if Joel Linton had played the pass and then Hoiberg had looked at the ball and moved his body to look, or moved his body towards the ball, I think we'd have got a free kick. But because he doesn't, he literally just stands there and waits for the contact to be to, to happen. It's almost like in basketball, um, like for any of any people that, that watch basketball, you see a lot of the time where um, defenders, they, they know that the attacking player is dribbling towards them and then they pop it off and then they stand their ground. But the thing is in basketball, like they, they sort of like go like that, take the hit and move backwards. And if they do that, they get they get a foul. Um, so I think Hoiberg's tried, like I say, he's tried to be to be streetwise and clever, and it's just gone against him. Um, don't really want to talk too much about the penalty um, because I think you've covered it pretty much. Um, I don't know what I mean. Dyer's not even looking at the ball, um, so he doesn't even know what's going on behind him, um, and he's just tried to jump. I mean. It, it's one of those definitely get the the Jose. I prefer not to speak um, little little thing out for for that one because um, I, I I literally just can't believe it. Um, talk of him being offside. I don't. Un, well, under the rules, I don't think he's offside. Um, and then, although I was watching the game with my dad, and he said, "Look, that's if if Sonny's one against Leicester last season was given." And even if we look at the Sheffield, if I think it was, was it uh, Bulldog for Sheffield? West Ham, Sheffield United, weren't it? Well, no, our like Sheffield that, yeah. United game last season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. was it Lundstrom or, or George Bulldog, one of those two with the toe being offside? Um, then that one should have been given for, for offside. So, again, that's why I said to you about consistency, because it, it seems that it's not quite there. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the penalties, it's, it's incredibly harsh. Um, and even even some of the other penalty decisions have been quite harsh. Um, again, more of a general general feeling. Um, some penalty decisions have been quite harsh. Um, but then there's been some that you go, oh, and it does go. We've seen those given. So why in certain games are if it's been hitting an arm or whatever are they being given and some are not? Um, I don't think. It's a VAR issue, though. I must stress that. I don't think it's a VAR. I think it's an IFAB issue, so the lawmakers. I think it's their issue. They have to deal with it. They have to sort it, and they have to sort it quickly because, you know, I totally agree with you and the point that, that people are just going to, you know, stop watching top-level football. Um, and when I say I don't just mean Premier League, it might then apply to other leagues um, as, as well. But then... as as a caveat to that, other leagues seem to have their house in order when it comes to VAR a bit more or a bit better than what we do. Um, and, you know, I think, as I've mentioned before, um, certainly to you anyway, with regards to VAR, that it, it just works com- differently. You know, in European competitions, it works differently compared to the Premier League in Serie A, Bundesliga, MLS, and any other league that, that it's applied in. It just works differently. So I think it just needs to be a blanket mm thing whereby everybody then applies the same set of rules for VAR and they check exactly the same things. Um, 
one encouraging point I must add is that the referee goes to the pitch side monitor to have a look. It's something that I've stressed, but at the same time, again, think about it. Like I think, as you said, common sense sometimes does does need to come into play. Um, And you know, as you said, like like we said, Dyer's looking away from the ball. He's he's about a yard away. There's nothing he can do, um, really. So, I mean, I know you're not really. I know we're not really teaching kids how to head a ball these days, but if, if there was anything whereby, you know, if you're working, say, with an under-18s group or even under-16s and you're working, say, set-piece-wise, um, you would, you know, you would probably look at that and go, right, if, that, if, if you're in that situation, do this, blah 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 um, You know, we might not even be getting to to do that these days um, as, as coaches. So, you know, it's, it's annoying, it's frustrating today. Um, but I do feel like we had enough of the game to, to kill it off. We just needed that second goal. Um, we had the chances to do it um, and, and we just didn't kill it. But, you know, it's, it's annoying and frustrating because, like I said earlier, our overall performance was fantastic. Um, you know, Newcastle, you know, I think they barely, barely got out of their their half, let alone into our penalty area. Um, and the couple of times that they did, I think, as you mentioned, the Doherty one with his arms behind his back, and then, you know, the 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 penalty incident. Um, so yeah, it's it yeah, it's annoying and it is frustrating. Um, so yeah, would I say VAR's killing football? No, I think it's IFAB that's killing football. Because, um, like I say, they're the lawmakers. They're the ones that have brought this this rule in, um, and it's just unrealistic. Like the majority of it, as we've seen so far in the Premier League this season, bearing in mind we're only into game week three, is unrealistic. Um, you know, if it, but I don't know. I mean, how do you how do you go about changing it? Do you say if it's a blatant handball or? Or whatever you know, if it's directly stopping a chance or a goal-scoring opportunity, do you then give that as a penalty potentially? Um, but yeah, I think I think something obviously needs to be done because you know a lot of people are, I think as you said, aren't gonna be watching top-level football for much longer if if this carries on. Um, but yeah, I think Newcastle will obviously be buzzing. Um, you know, from their perspective, they've they've dug in. And, and nick to point, smash and grab. Um, from our perspective, you know, two points drop. But I did agree with, I did agree with Mourinho um, today, which is a rarity for me, um, because, yeah, I think we did. We we had we. It looked like we had a game plan today, and it looked like it worked. And I don't think there's been many times, as fans, we can actually sit there and go and watch and go right. This is exactly what this team's trying to do. This Tottenham team is trying to do. Um, so I was, I was, I was really, really impressed with us today. Um, so yeah, obviously I would love to have seen, uh, Serge, Reg, Reggie, Reggion, um, but we may have to, we may have to wait until, until, um, midweek, maybe Tuesday or, or Thursday or next Sunday. Um, cause again, we've got another packed, uh, packed schedule. Um, so yeah, that is, that is it for me. But Joe, who... Who stood out today from from you from a from a Tottenham perspective? Um, it's hard. Like, it's hard to say. Like, sort of, my head's gone. Like, literally, if anyone finds <laughs> it, please post it back. Like, it literally is gone. I think <laughs> Lucas actually did look good today. Like, you know, I, I've been quite critical of him in the past, but he done quite a new nice few flicks he looked confident again Do you know what I mean I think oh, he got his goal and he seemed confident um, it's a fair play like give, give him respect um, I think um, obviously Kane is looking good like his passing and all that is good you know um, but just needs that I don't know I think he needs obviously he's got he had three and three before today but it almost seems like he does need another goal if that makes sense um but i think hoiberg looked better today 
Um, I have to admit, uh, no, oh, here we go, here we go. No, like, he was breaking up play quite well and he was getting his, in a few interceptions, like, which he was there to do. That's his job and he's doing that. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't really know, to be honest, but I'll go Lucas for me just because he looked bright and confident. Yeah, I think I think with Lucas Joe, I think it was it was important for him to get a goal. Obviously, um, you know we're all. I think every, I think majority of Spurs fans want Lucas to do well. Um, you know, I think it's simply because he is now a Tottenham legend. Um, he doesn't have to buy a pint in around Tottenham ever again. Um, but he was on a massive barren run of no of no goals. Twenty two, twenty two in the Premier League. It was they said. That's yeah. So. Which, as you said, it's it's crazy. It's sort of mad. It's crazy with the with the level of ability that he does have. But I think as well, um, I think that goal definitely gave him a boost, hundred percent. Um, uh, but then I think at times he's got this this weird thing where it's either his second or third touch is a tackle. That's the worry with me with Lucas Mora. Um, his first touch is usually good. It's positive. It's out of his feet. But then it's his second or third touch that is either too heavy, so like I say, it ends up being a tackle. Um, but yeah, I thought he looked. I thought he looked bright um, for me today. I also noticed something about Ben Davis as well with his first touch. It goes inside or backwards a lot, um, which I think is is starting to frustrate me slightly. Because yeah. when the ball goes out to Davis, you're thinking, right, take it, take your first touch forward, get us up the pitch, look to get a crossing or look to play, but play forwards. But his touch is coming either inside or backwards. And then he's playing a lot of backwards passes. Now, I don't know if that's because there's not many options available to him. Um, apologies if I'm keeping you up, by the way. Um, nice. but yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's no options there, but it just seems like his touch... Because of where he takes his touch, it kills any sort of forward momentum that we try and gain. So then we have to go back and try and rebuild again. Um, I thought Doherty looked good um, today. I thought he gave us a bit a bit of something out, out wide. Um, I thought Winks was excellent. Um, tried to get us playing, kept us going, kept us ticking over. Um, yeah, I'm yet to see the hype with Hoiberg, I must admit. I must admit, I thought last Sunday, I thought, can we just leave him at Southampton in that first 45 minutes? Because he was horrifically bad. Like, he was so bad. He was getting... I think he lacks discipline in that, in that role that he's been deployed to play. I think, he like, I think he gets pulled apart or gets pulled into areas that he shouldn't, doesn't need to really go into too much um i think on the ball he's okay i think he can he can obviously he can clearly spot a pass and i think he can distribute the ball well um but we've got winks that can do we've got Ndombele that can we've got lacelso that can distribute the ball well from midfield but we haven't got a real kind of a, a ball winner in there um obviously sissoko is the legs in that, in the like, he's got a lot of energy, Sissoko. Um, so, but yeah, I'm yet to see. I'm yet to see it with Hoiberg. I just think at times he is too passive in terms of trying to win the ball back. I think he lets players get away with having a couple of touches. Whereas if I look back at, say, a Wanyama when he was on song for us, he was on people straight away hassling, hurrying them to force them into mistakes. I don't think Hoiberg does that enough for me. Um, yeah, and I just think he makes he makes life easy for oppos- opposing players. Um, and obviously, you don't you don't particularly want that, especially when somebody has come in to do a specific job and a specific role in the team. And you know, so many Spurs fans were were saying about his stats. Um, and I think, as I mentioned on the last in the last episode that we did context clearly got mislaid in those stats. Um, and yeah, like I say, I'm just yet to see, yet to see it. Um, I hope he, he, he proves me wrong eventually. Um, you know, I'd love for that to happen, but so far I think he's been a bit underwhelming in, in my eyes. Um, 
even against uh, Plovdiv, I didn't think he was he was that great um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but then that pitch was shocking. So I can well when you're used to playing on a carpet every every week and you go and play on a bit of a bumpy pitch. Um, you know when the farmers uh, not you know the farmers have been on it and it's not been mowed properly because the council haven't come in and chopped it up for you. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can almost slightly forgive him for that, but certainly in the Premier League games that he's played, I think he's struggled massively. Don't know about you. Well, that's the thing. I think I can see points for especially the other games. I think today he didn't look too bad. Um, obviously, everyone's going to have different opinions. Let's just face it, yours is wrong, mine's right. Um, All right. All right. <laughs> uh, obviously, little pop joking. Um, no, but <laughs> but yeah, I think I think he's done all right today. But yes, he's, he's never going to be anything special. He's never going to be. Oh my God, look at him! Um, but I did think he was a bit better today. Um, as long as he's improving, that's all that matters to me. Brilliant, brilliant. And then, uh, yeah. obviously, looking ahead to uh, a big game um, for us, really, Tuesday. How how are you seeing this one panning out? Um, you know, are we going to have to potentially rotate some players, or do you think Jose will go will go fairly strong? Not only because of the level of opposition that we are playing, but this is a, a cup that Jose is notorious for going strong in and notorious for winning as well um, let's face it it'll probably be one in a lap or something stupid decision go to penalties and we'll lose um, <laughs> like now nah, nah, all seriousness I think I think it's going to be an interesting game I think as you sort of uh, brushed on there like team selection mm. so I'm not sure what sort of Chelsea you're going to do either because obviously they've you know they're going to have games as well you know not as much as us I'd like to add um but, you know, it is all a bit crazy at the minute. I don't know who Chelsea have next week either. To be honest, I don't really care. Um, it's Chelsea, isn't it? Like, who cares about them? Um, but you've got... Uh, for us, I think... I wouldn't be surprised if he start. I think Lloris will start in goal still. I think. But then again, I wouldn't be too surprised if Hart came in. But I do believe Lloris will start. I think he will probably go Doherty, Toby, um, maybe Sanchez, I think. Um, I think Sergio, um, left back, I think he'll make his, uh, make his debut. Um, then I think Hoiberg will probably start. I think Endon Bele, Lo Celso in midfield. I think that's how he'll go in the midfield. Obviously, Endon Bele only he came on last 20 yard, really weren't it? Um, obviously, played 90 on Thursday, um, and he's looking good as well. I'd like to add, looking very, very good. Um, it is Endon Bele's year, yeah. Premier League, you're not ready, you're not ready, okay? Just calm down, mate. Absolute baller, mate. Just forget about Lionel Messi and all that in their prompts. Endon Bele, mate, baller. Um, not overhyping him at all. Um, then you've got, I think, it'll probably go Lucas, Kane. And was Son injured? Because his, his answer to that question in the interview was a bit weird, weren't it? It's not, not very clear. Yeah, apparently Son picked up a slight hamstring knock. Um, after, uh, and that was, why, that was why he was hooked. But I think Jose's response was like, look, it's just one player that I've taken off. You know, Tuesday it might be another player that I take off. Yeah. Thursday it was other players. So because of the size of the squad, the nature of the like the amount of games that we've got, I think he is trying to manage players as much as possible. It's so possible, any yeah. any slight knocks or whatever, I think he's just you know playing it safe and going, look, we'll bring you off, um, and then you know, save save you for you know another fixture, which is probably happening in forty eight hours time. Because um, that's how we're rolling these days. Mental. Um, yeah, but oh, if Son's fit, he'll start 100%. Um, if not, maybe on a bench with uh, Stevie Wonder um, to sort of like help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I think Chelsea will play 
maybe a slightly weak inside um, as well, potentially. Um, I, th I think it'll be a good game still. Obviously, as we've said, we was really good today. I don't want to take that away from the performance. You know, it was really good. Hopefully, we're good again on Tuesday. Um, it's going to be an interesting game for certain. I am a bit hopeful. I think, as, but I always am, and then it just goes. Um, <laughs> but obviously, Jose is just someone who loves to win this trophy. Um, and I'd say if we go and beat Chelsea in the fourth round, I think that's really going to set us up to go far. Like, you know, I mean, it's one of them where you go and beat um, a team who could go and win it in in an early round. It sort of gives you a bit of momentum, a bit of confidence. You go, okay, no, we can do this. Um, so yeah, it should be a good game. Um, then obviously then we've got. 48 hours to the next one after that as well. So um, I think it's going to be hard to manage it. Um, hopefully don't pick up any knocks or anything because obviously we want to qualify for the Europa League as well. And obviously them games haven't been easy. Um, so it's, it's going to be an interesting uh, week, isn't it? Um, that's, that's for certain. Um, how, how do you think we're going to like set up against Chelsea and manage the team? Yeah, I think it's going to be tough um, because of the nature of the, the turnaround. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the worst bit about it is that we're the, the schedule. I don't know who's put this fixture schedule together, but I need to see them and shoot them because it's absolutely horrific. Um, do I see us doing a Liverpool and putting a 23 side out? No. Um, I don't think Jose would do that. Um, you know, um, yeah, not against Chelsea either. Maybe if I, it is I against like, I don't know if he. Well, the thing is, obviously, we'll never know the answer. But Tuesday, like last Tuesday's game against Leighton Orient, I think that would have been an interesting one to see who he would have played. You know, would the likes of Clark, Sessignon, um, Churchin, White, you know, players like that, would they have played? Would Harry Kane have played? Mm. Um, so. Obviously, like I say, it's a question without an answer. We'll never know. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think it would have been interesting to see how strong Jose would have gone for that game. Um, but then because it was postponed, I think he then went a little bit stronger um, on Thursday. Thursday. Um, I'm not going to try and pronounce that team's name. Um, I don't want to try and embarrass myself. Um, Do that so... on a daily basis anyway, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> Cheers. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but I do think Jose will go will go fairly strong, um, and then perhaps look to make some changes for Thursday's game. Um, so yeah, I would. I'd like to think that Hugo will be in goal. Or I'm a bit like you. It wouldn't surprise me if Hart was in goal, and then perhaps Gazaniga or Larice was in on Thursday. Um, I don't see this is the thing now because of the the short turnaround. Will Will Aurier, Will Aurier start if that's the case? And um, yeah, then we may have to to start worrying. Um, yeah, I think Doherty. I'd prefer Doherty. He seems to be a bit more steady for us at the minute. Doherty. It's not hard, is it? Let's face of facts. No, um, Let's face of facts. But then I think I've mentioned this before. I don't know if I mentioned this to 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 you, Joe. But I think because our standards of a right-back have dropped dramatically, anybody that's not Serge Aurier, we think, oh, my God, he's quality. Um, so, <laughs> Go yeah. on, Danny Alves. <laughs> yeah, and he's 37 or something, isn't he? Um, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I'd like to see Sanchez and Alderweireld um, as, as a defensive pair, because I don't think Alderweireld and Dyer necessarily work or complement each other. Um, whereas Alderweireld and Sanchez I think complement each other a little bit better um, yeah I think I don't think Reguillon will play I think he'll play Thursday um, but then it was quite interesting to hear Mourinho before the game saying that Davis can't play 90 minutes all the time so obviously Reguillon's been brought in to provide that, that competition and, and we need that Um then we go into midfield. Obviously, I hope. Well, if Sissoko um, gets over his headache, 
Um, I reckon he might play because he, like I said, I mentioned before, he gives us legs. He's technically not the greatest, but he runs about a bit and, and he, he does give 100%, but he's just not got the technical ability, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Sissoko and maybe Hoiberg. Um, and then I would anticipate then that another player would would probably replace Hoiberg um, in, during the game. Um, do I think Delhi will play? Yes, I do. Um, nothing better, I don't think, for Delhi than a point to prove against James. Yeah. Oh, that's a shout. A lot as well. That is a shout. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love Delhi to play. Um, I can't see us selling him as well before anybody asks um, because we need homegrown players. So I don't, I don't think we'll we'll sell one because we need them. Um, and then I think Lamella will play. It's definitely, you know, his type of game. Um, so anyone over the age of 18, please put Lamella to be carded at any time and you will win some money and you can thank me later. Um, and then I think Bergvin will play. And then I think Kane up top. Um, I don't know if Sonny's got a, a, a slight hamstring injury. I don't think they'd want to risk him so soon. Um, so, yeah, I think he might play Thursday. Um, but listen, we've got a massive, we've actually got quite a big squad now. So it needs trimming. Um, so that leads us quite nicely onto some transfers. Um, Joe, obviously a couple of weeks or the last sort of full week actually of the window coming up. Um, club have been very vocal or people have been very vocal about where we, we need to strengthen. It appears Jose has been vocal as well, um, that we still need two, at least two in. Um, so do you think we'll get one or two in? And um, who do you see us shipping out the door? Yeah, um, I think we will bring in two. I think we will bring in a centre-half and a striker. Um, I think we're going to start off this week with uh, Skriniar and Milik as the rumoured ones, and we'll end up with the week with um, Craig Kafkar and Troy Deeney, probably. Um, <laughs> but, no. I, 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 think, I think we'll get Skriniar. I think that one will happen. Um, obviously, there's been constant rumours. Obviously, Steve Hitchin has been out there. Um so I, I think he wouldn't go out there for not hopeful of it happening sort of thing because I, I, I do generally think that one will happen. Obviously, Daniel Levy's working his magic at the minute. Um, they're asking for like 50, 60 mil or something like that, aren't they? I think it's 60 million euros, something like that. And then obviously, it's cheaper in pounds. I don't know conversion rate, so sorry. Um, and I think obviously, Daniel Levy's like going, well, we'll pay for it. So I think we'll end up meeting like 35 mil or something like that, which is absolute steal. Um, and obviously Milik, I'm not sure if that one will happen or not, to be honest with you. Um, I think, it would. I, I, gen, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if Dean came in. I'm not even just saying that to be funny, I wouldn't. like. But even if Dean did come in, for example, we signed and we've had the summer signings that we have had, I don't think I'd... I'd, I'd wouldn't complain at all. I think I'd actually still be quite, I'd, I'd be buzzing still. Um, because I don't get how we haven't managed, we've got this far in the podcast, we haven't mentioned um, main man yet, really, you know, um, you know, not just, not, 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 not trying to hit anything at all. Um, Maybe because, Joe, we're going to do a full transfer episode when the transfer window closes. <laughs> well, still, um, I don't care, he's being mentioned, you know, just signing Gareth Bale. What a, what a beautiful moment. Um, God, um, that's the thing, like, anything what Daniel Levy does now is, he's literally just seeing all them people, like, what was it, the day, Everton game, obviously people going to protest, he's like, they're protesting, but I'm going to bring in Bale and Sergio Regulon this week. They're going to look like right muppets. And I bet you there, like, just sort of hidden away that banner going, oh, yeah, who are those people protesting the other week against Daniel Levy? What absolute muppets, mate? It was you. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, like, absolute business. Um, as you can tell, I'm a bit excited by that. Look, I've, I've perked up again now. 
Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. I but then again, if say if we did Sardini, if you actually think about it, because I know I absolutely rinsed it the other week, didn't I? <laughs> um, but it, when I actually went away and thought about it, I went, he's Premier League proven. Mm-hmm. He's a bit like. He's a bit naughty, if you know what I mean. Like, he's a bit of... Um, rough house. Um, rough house, yeah. That's, that's a PG word. Um, you know, he does get goals as well. And, like, I think it would be a good alternative option um, to Kane. I won't use a backup term. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but, you know, it's a different type of option. Um, I would also like to add, apparently, Fernando Lorente is also now again on a free. Um, <laughs> but... On, on the way out, I think we are going to have to sell players. And I'm very surprised we haven't yet because we haven't actually sold anyone. We've obviously sent a few people out on loan, but no one's actually been sold. And I was sort of like, yeah, how's this working? But I think Foyf's gone. I think he's gone. If we're getting him another centre-half, he's gone. Um, Serge is hopefully gone. Um I think Gazaniga's gone as well for some reason. Because Gazaniga's been dropped. I, I, I think if a team comes in for him, I don't think Tottenham would get in the way. I think they'd be like, look, if you could want to go and play first team football and we get the right amount of money for you, you can go. Um, and, I, you know, I think he deserves, you know, if, he want, if that's what he wants, fair play to him. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he went. It's, if I, I'm, I'm not even going to lie, I wouldn't be surprised if Cess went out on loan. I don't think we'd sell him permanently, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went out to Fulham, for example, for another year. Because he's just not even getting in on the bench or anything like that. And I think it, it could do him well to go out again for a year at Fulham. I think that would be a brilliant place for him to go again. Look, you know, you can go and play football again look, and then come back. Um, get your confidence back up and you can come back to us. Um, apart from that, I don't really know who else we'd sell. I think obviously Cameron Carter, Vickers, players like that. But apparently we proper priced um, Luton out of Simon permanently. I think Luton were willing to pay one, one or two, two mil max or something like that. And we was asking for three and a half. And yeah, that might not sound like a lot to some people, but for a club like Luton, that one and a half mil is like, almost like 10 mil, if that makes sense. It's big It's big money for them sort of teams. Um, and I think, you know, he's not, it wouldn't have been, I think one and a half mil or two mil for Cameron Carter-Vickers. Like, you'd take that, surely. Um, so whether or not they come back in for him, look, you haven't had anyone else for him. Can we have, look, we still pay this amount of money? And we just go, okay, yeah. Um, doubt it being Daniel Levy, but I still think he'll be going. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I can't really think of anyone, um, especially in the first first team picture sort of thing. Obviously, I've thrown Cameron Carter Vickers in there because he played quite a bit in pre season and didn't actually look too bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Lamella's going to go before anyone says that. I, it's Coco. Um, I don't think he's going to be, I think he's so settled in London. Um, he's obviously with his family and everything. He won't go. Um, so, yeah, I think Foyf, Gazaniga, um, Sess out on loan, Serge, hopefully, um, if anyone's dumb enough to buy him. Um, and, yeah, yeah, so I think in Carter Vickers. Apart from that, I can't really see anyone else. And cut also, Cut short this Gedson Fernandez loan. What's the point of having him in the squad? What is the point? He's the most. Do you know what I mean? What's Gedson Fernandez? I'm asking for a mate. Because, um, yeah, I think he's almost become. Gedson has almost become like a forgotten man. He is lit, like. I don't. I mean, he was. He, Got himself onto the bench today, but that was because Sissoko had a headache, um, which was apparently reported. Um, so, yeah, it's... But I think because we've brought in Hoiberg and we now... And because the majority of our midfielders are fit, it's like, well, like, what's he doing here? Um, and I, I think 
I don't know if you're of the same opinion as me, but other Spurs fans that I've spoken to have been like, like where do we play him? Like, what type of player is he? Is he a ball-winning midfielder? Is he a playmaker? Is he box-to-box? Is he, you know, where do you play him out on the right? Do you play him in the middle? Obviously, he's done a stint at right-back or wing-back in, in pre-season um, as, as well. So, I think Jedson's the, the strange one, the anonymy if you like, um, within, within the group, uh, within the squad. Um, so, yeah, but like I say, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a strange one, is, is Jedson. Yeah, I think he's a bit of a box-to-box. But then again, say if we did self-search, please, um, you know, and, we kept, we, and you know, Jedson Fernandes might get a couple games filling in against lower teams or something like that in that right-back. But apart from that, he's not going to play, is he? Unless if we have like everyone injured in the midfield again. Um, he's a really weird one. But yeah, um, yeah. Who who do you reckon um, will end up bringing in and getting rid of? Um, well, somebody said to me Milan Skriniar or Ruben Diaz, and I said flip a coin because I think they'd both be quality additions to to our back line. I think that decision has been taken out of my hands as it looks like Ruben Diaz is going to City with Otamendi going the other way, which if that's the case, City have absolutely had Benfica's pants down with that. Because um, I don't know if anyone's watched Otamendi in the last three or four years, but he's been absolutely horrific. Um, put him in the same category as Serge Aurier, just couldn't defend. Um, so, yeah, I think... Skriniar looks likely, although Conte's come out and said that he's very much part of the Milan project, but then hasn't featured too much under Conte anyway. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if he's going to want to try and keep him now as cover because they've sold Diego Guadin. Um, So, yeah, but I, I I think we will get that one over the line eventually. Um, I'd love us to get Adrias Milik um, from Napoli. Um, I think it'd be a quality, quality signing for us. Um, international uh, pedigree, proven centre forward. Um, you know, he's done it for for Napoli when he's played. Did it for Ajax um, and, and teams like that as well. Got got European experience, which I think will help us. Um, and again, is a different alternative to, to Kane. And I think when we've had these alternatives to Kane, um, you know, like Lorente aging, whereas Milik's still at a decent age, so we can hopefully have him for a, a couple of years. Janssen mm. just didn't work out um, at all. We've had Clinton and G. Um, yeah, Clinton and G. That's enough said. <laughs> um you know, we've had Soldado didn't work out. Adebayor didn't work out. Um, you know, so actually, then we're going back to having Jermaine Defoe at the club, which was that's how long ago it's it's been. Um, you know, and Defoe's thirty nine now, so you know he's definitely in the twilight of his career. But you know, I, I, if if there's a chance of us getting JD back, I'd be all over <laughs> it because I absolutely love him. Um, Probably the most naturally born finisher I've ever seen in a Tottenham shirt, um, Jermaine Defoe. Um, so, yeah, those are the two that I'm hoping that we get done. Um, I think the reason as well my, why Mourinho wants Skriniar, I believe, if, if somebody wants to clear this up for me, that'd be great. But I believe Skriniar's left-footed, um, which will give us a, a lovely balance within our back line um, and will enable us to go to a back three a bit more um, and and then less pressure on Davis then becoming that that, that left sided centre back and being that third centre back. Although saying that Davis has done it for Wales, so you know it's not it's not like if we was to go to a back three and play with wing backs that Davis wouldn't be able to do it because he he's done it. Um, so yeah, in terms of outgoings, um, Danny Rose, please. Oh yeah, please. <laughs> got about him. Yeah, please. Um, I heard he was being offered to West Ham, so yeah, tried to push. I, I tried to push him to West Ham, um, but then I think he's a bit too similar to Masuaku because they both they both can't defend, but not bad going forward. Um, so 
yeah, I think as well, just to pick up on your owner's um, point, that uh, somebody did actually mention it to me about the fact of, was it actually real, the protest against the owners? I went, yes, it was real. And he said, like, this is a West coming from West Ham fan. He said, mate, you've got it. You've got it good compared to us. So, um, yeah, so I can't believe it. Um, can't believe that, that people are protesting against against our, our owners and our regime. Listen, as you mentioned earlier, people can have different opinions. I'm not going to go into the whole Levy in, Levy out thing. Um, but he has brought ga- back Gareth Bale. So I'll do the, the love heart for you, Jay. Um, so, yeah, but, um, yeah, in terms of outgoings, Danny Rose, um, Aurier is a maybe, I think, at this stage. I think if we'd have got rid of him earlier in the window, then um, it would have been more likely, I think, that as opposed to now, because time is of the essence for us to perhaps get a replacement in. I know you, meant, I know you said about Jedson um, playing at, at right back, um, just so he's there and he's doing something, because he's, he's just a bit of a spare part at the minute, is, is Jedson. Um <laughs> Carter Vickers, Carter Vickers, I can see going, um, you know, as you mentioned, priced out of a move to Luton, but then there's talk of him going to Bournemouth for six, between six and eight million, I believe. Um, so I think if we get that for Carter Vickers, that's a decent bit of, decent bit of business. Um, Cess, uh, rumours that he has been offered out on loan or been made available for loan, I think between him and Clark, that will be, I think those two could head out on loan. Um, and then Foyth, I think, I think with Foyth, it's going to be a bit harder to shift him now because there were strong rumours that Leeds were interested, but then they've brought in um, that, yeah. Robin Cock and Diego Lorente, um as well to supplement their back line. So do I see Foyth going to Leeds? No. So then that leaves... Clubs such as Villarreal that um, were interested. Um, do I see him? Would I like Foyth to leave on a permanent deal? No, because I think there is a player there. Um, obviously, we know what he did when he came in at right back. So if Aurier was to go, could Foyth or Tanganga maybe come in at, at right back mm. to help us out there? Um, I do think there's a player there. It's just how how you get how you get it out of him. Um, he yeah, was linked with Fulham, I think, as well, because uh, a Fulham fan was asking me about Juan Foyth. Um, but I think the thing is he frustrates fans a lot because he's not a conventional centre-back in terms of head it, kick it kind of thing. He wants to play um, and he does take some risks um, and I think that's what frustrates fans um, of a certain age anyway that are more used to a head it, kick it, centre-back. Um, so, yeah, do I see Foyth going again? I'd, I'd like to see him go out on loan, um, get some game time um, because... I know he's not, um, and it was Argentinian and not Europe, and they're not in Europe, but actually they'll have their, you know, I think they might have their Copa America this summer or whatever. Um, and he's got to then think about his place regarding the World Cup coming up because he is a Argentinian international. So I think he's got to look at, at his place in that, in that setup um, if he wants to, you know, if he goes and gets some game time, it will only aid, aid that. Um, for for those tournaments, um, and yeah, I, I, do I see Sissoko leaving? No. Do I want Sissoko to leave? Yes. Um, but I don't see him going again. It's I, I'm a bit I'm a bit with you on this one, Joe. I am surprised that we've not had I wouldn't say a mass clear out, but it's been interesting that we've had players coming in, but we've not been able to shift players, and it's it. I guess it's that. Um, scenario where, that we had with Ericsson last summer whereby Ericsson wanted to go and then um, no one came in for him. So I guess, I don't know if it's nobody's coming in for, for players that we're making available um, or we're just holding out for for the, the price that, that Levy wants um, and usually Levy gets his price at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we've seen with the documentary regarding Ericsson's situation in January um, and and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, no, I think I think it'll be a lot of the players. Um, obviously, Skip's gone out on loan, and, and so I think it's players sort of and Parrot. He's gone out on loan, so I think it's players like that that we may look to to, to shift on on loan. Like I said, Clark and Sessegnon may maybe the two. 
um, that that may leave um, on loan unless somebody wants to turn Jack Clark into an unreal right back. Then you know that might save the club uh, at least twenty twenty million plus in the in the market um, and and whatnot. So that's that's sort of where I see our our transfer business going into into the final full week of of the window. What what about Gazaniga? We didn't really. Um... I didn't touch on Gaza actually. Um, again, I think if he was to go, he'd have gone. Strong rumours that Villa and Fulham are interested. Those no two clubs have since signed goalkeepers. Of Fulham signed Ariola on loan from PSG, so they're playing football manager clearly. Um, and Aston Villa signing Emmy Martinez, and it was very very interesting with that signing. Loads and loads and loads of people are talking up that signing. And I do not understand it because a few months ago, nobody had even, had re- I'd say they'd heard of Ebi Martinez, but it was like nobody really knew what he was about. All of a sudden he's had, you know, six, eight games and then all of a sudden he's a world-class goalkeeper like Behave. Um, do yourself a favour um, and, and, and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, do I see Gazaniga going? Not at this stage, but... I think with us as well, I don't see Delhi leaving, um, as I mentioned before, with the homegrown rule. So I think if it was one of the attacking players to leave, um, probably, I think it's a toss-up between Lamella and Lucas. But I think it's a case of when they leave. And I think the timing of when they leave is key here. Because I don't think, if they're not to go in this window, they have to go in January. Um, Because... I can't see them going next summer. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Bale. Um, do I think we'll sign Gareth Bale? I do, actually. So I think we'll have another year of Gareth Bale and then see what happens. Um, but yeah, because now we have this embarrassment of riches at the top end of the pitch, somebody's got to unfortunately make way. Um, and I think it will have to be one of the foreign players, unfortunately for them, that will have to leave. Um, and then it come, and then I know Levy isn't a fan of having too many players over the age of thirty um, for resale value. So you know, as they start to approach thirty, thirty-one, whatever, yeah. it 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 becomes a bit difficult. So, like I say, I think it will be a toss-up between Lamella and Lucas because we're not selling Hyunmin Son. Why would we? It'd be absolutely crazy, um, and we're not selling Bergvin, who's who's literally just come in. So. Um, yeah, and I think out of Lamella and Lucas, I would personally say Lamella just because can you rely on Eric Lamella to play 30 games a season? No, no, so with that taken into account, you know, you can rely with I'd say we rely on Lucas, all right, his output's not been great, but he's been able to play the majority of games. He's been fit majority of the time since he's been at the club. Lamella's had so many different injuries, it's ridiculous. Um, he must be keeping the NHS going or something, the amount of injuries he's had. Uh, definitely keeping the doctors and nurses in work, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be a shame if any of any player, I think, at this stage, it's a shame if they do go because they would have given us some good service. Um mm. But yeah, I just think Lamella out of the attacking players will go just because he's a, he's unreliable basically, um, and and whatnot. But yeah, do I see Gazza going? No, just because clubs that have been linked with him have already signed somebody else. Um, but then for us, it will mean that we've got three good goalkeepers, and um, you know, if I look at Jose at United, he had three goalkeepers. He had De Gea, Sergio Romero, and the real MVP that was Lee Grant. Um, so, yeah, and then I think in his time at Chelsea, he had um, Czech, I think it was Czech, Courtois, um, and Mark Schwarzer in his second stint. Um, again, real MVP, Mark Schwarzer at that point. Um, so, yeah, that means we've got really, really good competition and I think we'll be in a much healthier position across, across the board um, to be able to compete on the fourth well we're hoping at the, well at this stage it's forefront so obviously we're hoping that that continues so it will at least be at least be three maybe even two but we need that competition I think to drive standards in training yeah. for sure 100% 100%
Right, guys, I think that uh, wraps it up for today's episode. Um, apologies if uh, it's a bit long for you, but we had quite a lot to get through. Um, obviously, missing missing last week, so we had a little bit of a catch-up in there um, as well. So this will be on YouTube, so make sure you like the video, comment your thoughts in the comment section, and please subscribe to the channel. It will mean a lot to both me and joe if you do subscribe and do not forget we are doing our giveaway once we hit 100 subscribers um uh, as well um this will be on spotify so give us a follow on there i do believe as well it will be out on apple Podcasts as well so go and check it out on there um and follow us on social media for more um the social media uh, admin has been a bit quiet lately but we're hoping uh, that they will get their act together um, not mentioning any names, Joe, um, but they will be getting their access <laughs> soon um, and starting posting hey, look, a bit I'm, more regularly. I'm changing job, thank you. Um, so, yeah, please follow us on there for, for more. Um, and just one last thing, up the Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.